Before we jump into the show, we want to tell you about some game-changing coffee. Strava Craft Coffee is the CBD-enriched coffee that has really changed lives. Their reviews are incredible, so make sure you check them out. What you'll find is that this CBD-infused coffee has taken away long-term migraines, back pain, arthritis, IBS. It's helped decrease anxiety, whatever it is, you name it. CBD is an all-natural and non-psychoactive ingredient, and the coffee is rich and tasty. Check it out for yourself today and receive 20% off when you use the promo code BSN2019 at checkout, and you'll get it shipped straight into your door. Let's have a podcast. Broncos country is sitting in the south stands, drinking the curves from mile high, the best part of the weekend. Hugging the perfect stranger as they become a friend. Having a good time when the orange and blue W-I-N Tuning in every day with the good folks down at BSN Welcome in to the BSN Broncos podcast presented by Elixinol. And it was a eventful day out here. The longest practice we've seen, the most eventful practice we've seen. Uh, and Zach, there is a lot of Broncos talk to get to before we get another chance to go watch them today. So let's jump right into it. Zach, your biggest takeaway from yesterday's OTA practice. Ryan, everyone wants to talk about Joe's hose and his cannon and his big arm. And that was the talk after practice. He can throw the ball comfortably 70 yards uh, downfield. Yesterday, Von Miller said he threw the ball 80 yards downfield. Now, of course, it wasn't complete, but on the field, it wasn't really the cannon that that impressed me about Joe. He looked like a veteran, solid, steady quarterback. And he admitted after practice, what he did during practice yesterday was take what the defense gave him. And it was not sexy, but you know what? It worked and it was efficient. It was check down, check down, check down. Yeah, you know, even though, even on the short throws, though, and, and I'll say this, he really makes the easy stuff look easy, um, and that is encouraging. But even on the short stuff, the word I use is not – he doesn't throw the football. He drives the football, and that's what I love to see, whether it's 80 yards downfield or 8 yards downfield. When he lets it go, it's with a purpose, and it gets there in a hurry. And I think you're seeing the receivers start to adjust to that because they're making these plays. Um, you, I mean, I can't remember too many straight drops yesterday. Maybe Booker's one on the one in the, in the end zone. But in terms of the middle of the field, when he really lets it go, they're still catching it. And it just has a different look to it when he just drives the ball in there. But, you know, two-minute drills are not always about getting a big play. It's really about taking what the defense gives you. And the problem is, for defenses, they give too much uh, because they're afraid of that big play, and you can chunk them eight yards at a time. Well, they are running the two-minute drill yesterday, and Joe Flacco is just chunking them down the field, you know, eight yards here to Hireman, eight yards there to Hireman, just going and taking what they're giving him. And you can see that he has done this so many times, and I've brought that up before. But he's just so efficient. He gets back there. He makes his read. He knows exactly what the defense is in. He knows where the, the gap is going to be. He knows there's a route there, and it's Hireman. And if it's him three times in a row, it doesn't matter. Uh, his favorite guy is the open guy, and that's encouraging to see. He doesn't put the ball in harm's way 
at least from what we've seen so far, what this is, that was our fourth practice. We get to watch our fifth practice today. And that's, that's what this team needs, Ryan. This team isn't built on a top five offense and an average defense. No, flip it. This team is built on a top five defense and an average offense. And one of the very first things we talked about once they traded for Joe Flacco and we talked to John Elway was Joe is brought in here to not blow games and then come through in the clutch at the end of a game. And yesterday, during that two-minute drill, that's what he did. He moved the team. It, again, it wasn't sexy. It wasn't Patrick Mahomes-esque. He wasn't scrambling. He wasn't launching him 80 yards, although he can launch it that deep if needed. It was just picking the defense apart. And if you were a fan of the defense in that drill, every time he completes these eight-yard passes, your your stomach is just sinking. And, and, and you're like, oh, no. He's going to do that. Oh, no, another one to Devontae Booker. Jeff Hyreman, again, what's he doing? And you're right, Ryan, that's what happens, is short things are open. And so Joe Flacco is just proving to be the quarterback, the exact quarterback that John Elway traded for. And it's exactly what this offense needs. Um, you know, he can stretch the field. He can make the easy passes. He looks – I think there's going to be a time, and again – you hate to make sweeping, you know, generalizations this early in the in the season, but I think there's going to be a time where Ravens fans are just looking over here in Denver and banging their heads up against the wall saying, "What are we doing? What were we thinking? What the hell happened?" Why? Because he can throw the ball and the quarterback that they have now can't. Yeah, and the quarterback <laughs> that they have now didn't know they were changing the offense. He didn't know they were changing the offense until he got there for the first day of practice. What the hell is going on, Zach? How is that possible? How can your communication be that bad that the starting quarterback of your football team, not only did he not have a playbook, he didn't know there was a new one. So he was just rolling through last year's playbook saying, okay, here's what we're doing. Seems like an issue, right? Seems like an issue that Harbaugh, who, you know, is leading this charge, this new wave, probably should have communicated with. And so, so far... We like what we've seen from Flacco. He's the guy that John Elway traded for. And, Ryan, we're not being unrealistic. We're not saying 40, 50 touchdowns. I think we gave our predictions last week, and we were both in the low 20s for the number of touchdowns he's going to have. And is would that be good for Patrick Mahomes? No way. Would that be good for Joe Flacco? You know, depending on all the other circumstances, it could be good enough. But, Ryan, there was a guy yesterday that – tore practice apart it's not gonna surprise you who it is Von Miller was out there just killing the offensive line I mean it didn't matter who he was going up against and not a surprise whether it was Juwan James whether it was Garrett Bowles he looked fantastic again not a surprise but in a three-play sequence Von Miller had an easy sack the second play overthrow third play he had this this inside spin move, which you don't see that often from Vaughn. It's typically getting on the outside or just powering through a guy. This inside spin move where I think the quarterback, I mean, he was right in the quarterback's girl. I think it would have been a sack. And then later in practice, I think he also would have had an easy strip sack on Joe Flacco. He was at his peak. And the pass rush helped. Pass rush summit seemed to help. Yeah, and that's what I was thinking is like, Man, he got out there and he he learned all this new stuff. Or maybe it's not learning new stuff, but 
you know, you, you just flex your muscles as it comes to your knowledge on pass rushing. And he came out there yesterday and was like, all right, I'm going to show off. Because let's be honest, he can do this every day in practice if he wants right. to. Um, he doesn't always. But every year, I feel like there's at least one in OTAs, a couple in training camp, where he's just like, you know what? I'm going to make sure everyone remembers I'm Von Miller today. And he just goes out there and wrecks everything. Uh, and, and that's the type of guy that he is. So it was great to see that, but I expect that. What I was surprised by was the interior pass rush and the secondary pass rush from other guys. It wasn't necessarily Bradley Chubb who was putting on a show on the day, but it was, you know, Zach Kerr getting in the backfield, Billy Wynn getting into the backfield, uh, you know, Derek Wolf making noise, Malik Reed making plays, Demarcus Walker making plays. Like all of these guys were just the word I used to use aggressive. The, the pass rush seems so aggressive. And I know, I know that it's hard on the offensive line. So I don't want to be too, too hard on them right now. But, man, this group from top to bottom was all over them all day. From every single level. It didn't matter who was in there on the offensive line. They were getting beat. They were having a rough time. And that is the formula for Joe Flacco not succeeding. If Joe Flacco can stand in the pocket, not for a tremendous amount of time, but just for a decent average amount of time, he's going to be fine. And he that, that's probably the formula, honestly, Ryan, for him to be the quarterback this whole season, if he has enough time. If it looks like this when they're going up against Kansas City, when they're going up against Oakland, when they're going up against teams that you know don't have the best pass rush ever like the Broncos do, then we'll be seeing Drew Locke. And whether it's because of an injury, uh, touch wood, to uh to to Joe Flacco, thanks for getting that for me, Ryan. Or whether it's just Joe Flacco just can't handle that time and time and time again. That's the formula for this offense falling apart. And so far, it's really just being honest with you guys. It's really hard to tell. We know Von Miller's great. We know that Bradley Chubb is great. We know Vic Fangio is trying to confuse the heck out of this offense, specifically the offensive line. Maybe week one comes, and they look like a top 10 offensive line. It's so hard to tell right now. And I want to give a payoff to something we talked about yesterday because we were worried about the offensive line as it related to health. And we said, hey, if we go out there and there's no Leary and there's no James, well, all of a sudden you're starting to worry. Well, the opposite happened. And that was extremely encouraging to see. Because as I mentioned yesterday, I wouldn't have been surprised if all of a sudden Jawan James wasn't out there and, you know, the thing was blowing up. Well, he was. So scratch everything I said yesterday. Jawan James is healthy. Maybe he really did just tweak his hip during a lift. Uh, whatever it was, I don't care because he's back. Ron Leary continuing to progress out there consistently yesterday with the first team. So while it was a, a display by the pass rush, I do give a little bit of benefit of the doubt to the offensive line because they don't have their pads to work with. But also, the most important thing to me for this offensive line is their health. The longer they're out there together practicing, the better they will become week one. And I think you know the, the easier it is for Mike Munchak to put his footprint on this thing. Some more good news on the injury front. Philip Lindsay was not wearing a brace on his right wrist for the first time all offseason carrying the ball. Now, that's he didn't do anything more than he's done in previous weeks. But, Ryan, that right there is huge. I actually disagree with you. Mm. He did two things more than he's been doing mm. in previous weeks. One, he held the ball in that right hand, which he wasn't doing when he had the brace on. 
too, and I added this to your story, uh, which, by the way, go read Zach's story yesterday. You'll get all the detail from yesterday's practice. After practice, he was working on the jugs machine. I was I was referring to he didn't like do team portions. Oh, right, practice. right, right. He, he just stick to the same schedule. But that's huge to me. Yep. Because holding the ball is whatever. Catching the ball off the jugs machine, which it comes in pretty hot, means that your wrist is feeling pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And there, there's no reason for the Broncos uh, to be speeding this up for Phil. He should do the same thing today. And again, uh, our eyes, that, that's the, the first day of training camp, is who's out here, who's not, who's had setbacks, who is still on the right path. But Ryan, great news coming out on the injury front for everyone yesterday. Absolutely. Um, with Leary, with Lindsey, with Sanders. I mean, Sanders, you know, they're doing wind sprints or whatever, you know, sprints to start the uh, warm-up of practice. And Emmanuel's, you know, five yards ahead of everyone, just <laughs> bursting out. So he is chomping at the bit to get out here. And you're right. All the injury news sounds good. They've got one, maybe two more practices here to get through before they cut for break and there's a chance you know that they could come back from that break with just about everyone healthy the one guy that i i think is going to start on the pup would be jake butt that's just my guess um it opens things up for them to make the tight end decision easy because let's say he's not going to be a hundred percent until mid-october you just shelf him you put him on the PUP, and if you want to, you give him another full year off to recovery, to recover, and you just come back and say, hey, we're not going to rush anything with Jake Butt. You know, we want to make sure he has a, the best chance possible to succeed in this league, and for that, it means a full and complete recovery. I know people aren't going to be stoked about that, but you have three good tight ends. You have three good tight ends. You don't need Jake Butt this year. If you want him... You can go get him halfway through the season and maybe you go light somewhere else. But I think, you know, it's it's going to be a situation where they just play it slow, take it easy with, with Jake. He took a positive step yesterday where he was actually out there running routes against air, catching live balls from the quarterbacks. He hasn't done that in the past, so that was a positive step. But Ryan, how many weeks has it taken to get to this point for Jake this just tells you that it is so slow, and they are taking it so slow. I would be shocked if at training camp he's out there doing everything. I imagine a training camp, we'll see exactly what we saw yesterday, is he'll be doing individual drills. Maybe he does uh, some drills with the quarterbacks, but I can't see him being ready to take hits come September. And then it does raise the question, well, what do you do? Do you really give him kind of a third redshirt season again. I know he played a little bit last year, but do you do that? The reason why you can do that is he wasn't a second-round pick. The ACL knocked him down to the fifth, and then you're only paying him 750000 and that would count against your cap if he's on IR or if he's on PUP or wherever he is, it would. But for a guy that you've invested two years in already for a high-upside play, don't you do that under a million dollars? Keep him around for one more year, and then next year, he's still only getting paid eight hundred thousand dollars. And then what happens if he can turn into Noah Fant's second option, and you have Noah Fant and Jake Butt and Troy Fumagalli show something too? Then on the other hand, you may say, okay, 
come on, the, the guy hasn't played in three years outside of a few games last year. The writing's on the wall. And I don't think either of those thought processes are wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong here, Zach, but he spent his whole rookie season on the PUP, right? Yep. So that season does not count towards his contract, I don't believe. And then if he did that again this year, he would still have two years on his contract after this season. Right. Interesting. And he would be a restricted free agent or an exclusive rights free agent. When he hit, when his contract was up. I Right. So I'm not he would, he would at least have two more years of Broncos, uh, three more years of Broncos full control because then they could just put a restricted tag on him. Wow. So it's just something to keep an eye on. Again, there's all these shortcuts um, that NFL teams use to make it easier for them to trim down their roster. The Broncos, I don't think they want to give up on Jake, but this gives them more time to find out where they stand with him, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Anything else that you wanted to talk about as it relates to yesterday's practice? Just in case some, someone saw it on Twitter and didn't get the follow-up, Todd Davis uh, had him, him and his wife, Zena, had their baby yesterday. So Todd was not at practice. So congratulations to both of them. He may or may not be here today. Personally, he should take the day off. It's not a big deal. Joseph Jones filled in for him and, and looked pretty good for, from what I could see. The other thing I wanted to address that maybe you saw on Twitter and didn't quite get was the Drew Locke truck stick play. Um, a lot of people were confused. The first thing you need to understand is they're not in pads, and so there's no hitting allowed. But There's no touching of the quarterback allowed either. For some reason, after being flushed out of the pocket, Drew took off and was headed directly for the sideline, and number 39, Trey Johnson, I don't know what he was doing, but he came in real hot. And to give you an example, if it was Will Parks, he would pursue at full speed, and then about 10 feet away he would start to slow down, and maybe he'll just tap the quarterback or just even just run right by him. For some reason, Trey Johnson collided with Drew Locke, and maybe there was a little bit of him that realized at the last second what he was doing and slowed down. But as he collided – he got the bad side of uh, of the uh, the hit there and ended up flat on his back. And Drew Locke, I thought maybe he was going to, like, flex on him. He kind of just, like, raised his eyebrows, like, what just happened? What are you doing? Yeah, Drew, Drew Locke was shocked after and almost, like, standing over him, but not in a flexing way. And I'm like, what just happened? You weren't supposed to do that. And, and to be fair to Trey Johnson, I think he was locked up with a receiver right before that and was kind of pushed into him. Uh, and and or his his momentum was thrown that way, but boy, that uh, got the that that got the sideline fired up. Well, yeah, and we were on the defensive side, and he was Trey Johnson was getting clowned, um, probably rightfully so. Also, just as a piece of advice to him, that is a good way to lose your job, especially when you're Trey Johnson. Exactly, because everyone on here is just now hearing his first name, his name for the first time. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, one thing I want to tell you guys about is a deal that we're running at BSN, uh, and it's something that you know has enticed you guys before, and for the people who haven't subscribed and are saying, man, I wish I could read these observation pieces that go into so much more detail than what I get to hear on the podcast, um, every BSN Denver subscription now comes with a, with a t-shirt, and if you've looked, you can find out that we have a lot of sweet Broncos t-shirts. And if you're a fan of any of the other teams, really cool ones on that. 
maybe some more coming uh, very soon on some of the other teams. Of course, Broncos ones will be back up soon as well. But every BSN Denver shirt comes with subscription, and it's a it's a pretty sweet deal for those of you uh, who have not subscribed yet. So make sure you check that out. Make sure you check out all the content we've got on bsndenver.com. We talked about the observations piece. We've got, you know, uh, exclusive interviews. We've got film rooms. Anything you could ever dream of on the Broncos, we've got you covered there. And it's always good to remind people about this. There's BSN Denver app. Whether you're, you haven't subscribed yet or you've been a subscriber for a while, make sure you download the app. We put a lot of work into that thing, and we think it really runs well now. So instead of having to go on your phone and, you know, um, grab something off Twitter or whatever, log in and, and that sort of thing, log into the app. You'll be permanently logged in on there. Put it on the front page of your, of your phone, click in, and get in on that BS Endeavor content. And you get it for every sport. I mean, Dre and I talked about it on Monday, Ryan. You're getting th- over 365 exclusive articles just for you guys every single year. At least, Dre said, significantly over 400. And that's just for one sport. So, And you get the free T-shirt. You guys got to go check out the T-shirts. I got myself a few more earlier this week. They're the best. They are the best. Most comfortable. And you get a rep. Your team's. And you get a rep PS in Denver. It's a, it's a win-win-win. All right. Another thing I want to tell you guys about is Winester. Winester is an innovative online direct-to-consumer wine club connecting wine drinkers with more than 110 of the best wineries in America today. What makes them special is that the majority of the wineries they work with are too small to attract the attention of real t- retailers, meaning not only are you getting access to some delicious and hard-to-find wines, you're also supporting real people making real wine, not one of the large corporations producing most of the wines available in stores. With Winester, all you got to do is sit back and relax as they curate a hand-picked shipment from the best small wine producers in the U.S. Then, when you fall in love with a couple wines, as a club member, you can have them sent right back to your door with no shipping costs. I personally love Winester a little bit extra because it was founded by three CU Boulder alums who are teaching me how to become an adult by drinking wine. Sign up today with the promo code BSN25 and get $25 off your first shipment of wine and start being a real grown-up. That's Winester, W-I-N-E-S-T-Y-R. All right, Zach, as we do here on the podcast, in the second segment, we shall hop into the questions from the listeners. Let's do a first one from Micah Pexa. He says, I'm from Hawaii but became a Broncos fan at age 11. A kid from Colorado moved to my hometown of Waimea. Waimea. Waimea, okay. I've never been to Hawaii before. And he says, and he was just so fanatical about the Broncos. During our backyard football games, he would constantly be calling out names like Rulin Jones, Carl Mecklenburg, Dennis Smith when he'd tackle me, and of course, John Elway when he threw a pass. Over, over time, it just rubbed off on me, but the final push was watching the drive against Cleveland. I was losing my mind watching the game, and that sealed it diehard Broncos fan since the 86-87 season. As for jerseys, my first was an Elway in 1998, but my most prized jersey is my Darren Williams one. I was living in Japan when he passed and was on the phone long distance to Bronco to the Broncos team store in Denver every day trying to order his jersey. They told me that they were going to print out one final batch after he passed and that would be it forever. When they finally came in, I was able to get a hold of one. Rest in peace, Darren Williams, and the number 27 should be retired for both him and Steve Atwater. As a side note, during my trip to Denver last season to watch the Houston game, I drove out to Mont- 
to the Montbello Boys and Girls Club to see the teen center built in Darren Williams' honor and took some pictures with his statue. Amazing work they are doing out there with those kids. Final note, my second jersey was a Terrell Davis made by Puma back in 1999. And those days, several different companies made jerseys, not just the brand that was making them for NFL teams. Now it explained my Adidas Brian Greasy jersey. <laughs> Man, the NFL... I'm surprised it was all it was wasn't just always exclusive contract. Yeah, very interesting in that right. All right, from Dan Burke, which sounds like a new one to me. I don't know if I've heard him mm. before. What difference have you guys noticed in Fangio running OTAs compared to Vance this time of year? I've heard the practices are more efficient and more intense, but has there been anything else? Yeah, faster. Joe Flacco yesterday said we're doing eighty to ninety plays out here. That's mind-blowing for an OTA. I mean, that that's incredible for a training camp practice, and they're doing this during OTAs. So just right there, they're getting a lot more work in. Everything is faster. There's no downtime. The other thing, again, I've mentioned this before, but it's just the way the players look at Fangio. Yesterday, uh, a defensive lineman jumped. The, the, the defense had the offense pinned inside the one based on the situation, and a defensive lineman jumped offside giving them, you know, all the space in the world after that. And instantly, I watched that player look directly at Vic Fangio, you know, because they were just – they knew they had disappointed him. They wanted to see his reaction. And it happened again just a few plays later with the second team, and the same exact thing happened. The player looked right at Vic Fangio because they wanted to see what his reaction was. So I just think the players respect him a lot more and they are very cognizant and concerned or you know happy depending on who it may be about what Vic thinks of them and Vic's not shy to jump in there like a defensive coordinator would or like a position coach would and talk to these guys individually and that's not something that we really saw with Vance next one here's from JC 3080 he says I think the reason you guys know Chaz Green's name is because he was the tackle that gave up five sacks to Adrian Claiborne when the Falcons played the Cowboys a couple years ago. It's not very good. Yeah, that's Michael Schofield-esque. <laughs> Next one's from Burrito Chad. Zach, please change your legal name to Zach Cute Laugh Stevens. That is the only way you can prove to us how devoted you are to the BSN family. Signed, all of Broncos country. But seriously, you brighten up my day. Keep being you. <laughs> Thank you, Burrito Chad. Ryan, what's your Twitter handle? At Ryan Konigsberg. What's mine? At Zach Stevens BSN. Do I, do I need to do anything else for you guys to know my devotion to BSN? <laughs> <laughs> I think you could go with the name on Twitter. Like, you know how you have your at and then you have your name? Mm, Just make the name cute, cute laugh. laugh in there. <laughs> Boy, people that did not listen to the pod would be very confused. <laughs> <laughs> and that's on them for not listening to the pod. They're missing out. <laughs> Me again? All right. From Eidos Dios. He says, Zach, uh, dark horse, Zach, cute laugh, Stevens. <laughs> I can dig it. Uh, two, that was one. Two, long story short, I was also born in God's country, parentheses, Colorado, but I no longer live there. At the time, my job required me to have personal information like date of births and social security numbers, and someone called in, and, and when I asked for their social security number, they started listing off mine. What? In the moment, I thought someone had stolen my identity and they were calling me at work for like the most ultimate flex. Turns out we were born in the same hospital on the same day. So our social security numbers are like 19 different. <laughs> wow, like 19 numbers different. So like 
you know, seven, three, four, and it's just the last two numbers are different. Weird. Weird story. <laughs> uh, small world, he says. It's crazy. <laughs> four. You know, skip three. Have you not? There were a few that skipped three yesterday. Is that? Did I miss something? Is this uh, anti-Drew Locke? Or is it just saving three for Drew Locke? Because he's just, he's that info. They've already retired three. It's like how Nick Young doesn't get tattoos on his right arm because he says his right arm is for buckets only. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> three is for Drew Locke only. Man, hopefully we don't have comments that are going into seven, but you got to skip seven, I guess. Well, that's what happened once before. There was one and someone said <laughs> yeah, seven is reserved for John <laughs> All right. Four, which is really three. Being a kid in the 90s, I had so many youth jerseys for the Broncos. I need to get them for my parents' house and have a quilt made. That would be pretty cool, right? It would be. It would be. Uh, when I started having my own cash, I got a ton of Avalanche gear because it was during the greasy Orton years. <laughs> so I have a Sackick, a Forsberg, and a Ryan Smith sweater. I also had the Reebok t-shirts for Abisher, Jose Theodore, and Stasny. So I got my girlfriend a Duchesne shirt because we were going to a game and it cost way less than a jersey. She wound up being my wife, so I guess I should have got the jersey. <laughs> I didn't mean to make this a flex. I didn't realize how much avalanche gear I had until I started typing. This brings up a important question, Zach. Uh-oh. Where do you stand on jerseys? On jerseys. You should get them if they are handed out to you. Fair enough. I'm, I'm strongly against them. And I, and I do understand that they are much cheaper. Mm-hmm. But I'm not telling you you have to get a jersey. I'm telling you, if you want a t-shirt, get a cool t-shirt. They're right. the same price. You can spend your money better. Yes, get a cool t-shirt. And if you want a jersey, get a real jersey. Like here's a, And someone will say, like, but Philip Lindsay is my favorite player. And I'll tell them, great, we have two different t-shirts at VSN <laughs> that represent <laughs> Philip Lindsay. Much cooler than just having Broncos on the front and Lindsay on the back. You're right on that. And I think... When I don't know if the Broncos do this, but the Rockies do it, the Nuggets sometimes do it, the Avs sometimes do it. When they say free jersey night, and you go and it's the the t-shirt jersey, that's when it's okay. Is when, is when it's free. But I certainly have never thought about buying one. Maybe, uh, maybe it's a smart investment for a girlfriend that doesn't care, or a boyfriend if you're a girl no, taking them. No, stop. No, no. <laughs> do not buy jerseys. I love you, Ados Dios, but I'm anti. I'm very anti-jersey, and I have been my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> never the only one i ever had was one that was given out free at a nuggets game and it was chris anderson birdman oh love birdman but um like i said get a shirt or get a jersey you can get a really cool t-shirt that's cooler than a jersey and not, that's my main stance on it especially from bsn denver especially from bsn denver and that's not a marketing tactic that's my real thoughts it's it is real all right, he says, finally, also my wife's whole family is Chiefs fans. For birthdays and holidays, they all get each other merchandise and memorabilia. <laughs> they know that I, coming from God's country, bleed the orange and blue, so I get tons of Avalanche stuff because they can't get me anything Broncos. I did get a Super Bowl 50 pennant and a cool plaque from them uh, as a secret Santa gift one year, though. Makes sense because they didn't have to put their name on it. <laughs> and uh, no hockey team out in Kansas City, so that's, that's something they can be indifferent about. Tis true. Next one coming in from H Town Bronco says, Zach, we need to keep we need you to keep Ryan in check when he starts spitting that blasphemous injury talk about our team. Please touch wood. I actually think you're pretty good about that. I think there was a, a moment yesterday when I was talking about <laughs> offensive line injuries. Did it keep you awake last night? You're like, oh, I didn't touch wood. No, I just 
He did it. He did it. a couple now just to cancel it out. He says, Ryan, let up on the negativity. This is a positive vibes area only. Signed, all of Broncos country. All jokes aside, it's good to have you back. I like I I drive the positive vibe train. <laughs> I can have a day to be annoyed. I think my cute laugh drives the positive train. Cute cute <laughs> laugh Stevens. <laughs> that should be your boxer name. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a good one. And in the left corner, or in the red corner, is it colors or? I have no I idea. Colors. <laughs> Zach, cute laugh, <laughs> Steven. That wouldn't be very intimidating, would it? And you have cute laugh across the belt <laughs> on your boxing shorts. So when I'm standing over him after, oh, that's all they see. And you're like giggling like an <laughs> evil cute laugh. <laughs> all right, next one here is from Drive86. He says, okay, so everyone is posting about how they became a Broncos fan. Well, here's my story. I was about 10 and just getting into football, and the first game I really watched was the 85 Super Bowl. My mom had got a subscription to Sports Illustrated. When I was thumbing through, they had an article about the Denver defense, and in there, I saw a team with orange shirts kicking the crap out of the Cowboys, and I was instantly in love with this team in orange, because orange was my favorite color as a kid. Well, fast forward to the AFC Championship game against the Browns. I grew up in Erie, and everyone there was, a am um, assuming, Erie, Ohio. I think there's an Erie, Pennsylvania as well. Says everyone was a Browns, Steelers, or Bills fan. Could be Erie, Erie, Pennsylvania. I think that's where my grandfather, my grandfather was born. Oh, how interesting. <laughs> Maybe there isn't an Erie, Ohio, although I think there is. I think, that I, I think I could have said Erie, Michigan, and that would have been right, too. There's an Erie, Colorado <laughs> as well, for sure. Boy, that's Erie. Oh, look at you go. <laughs> Anyways, he says, everyone there was a Brown Steelers or Bills fan, and the talk was about Cleveland going to the Super Bowl. Then the most magical moment uh, in sports happened, and the drive, as the drive happened, and I was forever a Broncos fan from that point on. My question is, why didn't he become a Browns fan if everyone was Browns fan and he loved orange? Because their orange is just wrong. Okay. Gross. It's an ugly orange. Don't hate on your former employer like that, bro. <laughs> I love the Browns. I, I'm, especially this year even though i said the bills will win more games than them <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a good bet yeah i like that you took that i do too <laughs> as for jerseys the first real jersey i acquired was a Mandel's, manuel sanders color rush jersey which kind of looks like a browns jersey speaking of orange i was day drinking and saw an ad on facebook and must have ordered it because a couple of weeks later it showed up in my mail and i was wondering who sent it to me <laughs> It wasn't until I checked my credit card statement that I saw I ordered it. I couldn't believe I made a drunk purchase like that, but I'm glad I did. No football comment, but love the pod and keep up the good work. I'm so excited for the season to start. Go Broncos. Is Emmanuel Sanders jersey, is that an evergreen one? An ever-orange one? An ever- oh, I like that. <laughs> uh, No. Hmm. But I have personal... <laughs> uh, I think there's very few that that lasts forever mm. i think it's just ring of fame is, is man of Chinese a ring of famer no, originally no is what i say i don't if um, ed mccaffrey isn't emmanuel sanders right isn't. now what what about the no fly zone obviously chris is what about the other guys because i've heard some people say absolutely they were the no fly zone known around the country you got to put them all in and to me it's just chris and akib akib yeah, I don't think the safeties. Did Akib get the? Did he hit the four years? I think, I think he, he did, did, right? Yeah. Yep. So yeah, it's just those two. 
Darian Stewart. You put Darian Stewart in the freaking Ring of Fame? No, you can't. No, no disrespect. Then but. you'll then then you'll be making like three or four different rings. Yeah, if you're putting everyone in, you're gonna have to call it the Rings of Fame <laughs> at that point. Um, T.J. Ward? No, he didn't even hit Not the threshold. No, right? nope. so uh, no, it's just Chris and Akeem. Yep, Akeem's probably got to go in there. He's a top five corner in Broncos history. I don't think anyone will be against Akeem going in. I don't think he will, though. Because mm, of the the people that vote on it? Yeah, and it's just... I'm just looking at all these guys who aren't in there. Right. Like, if if Al Wilson can't get in the damn right. ring of fame... Right. How is Aqib Tlaib getting in there? Yeah, Ed McCaffrey. Yeah, you're right. Mike Shanahan's not <laughs> in there. I mean, give me a break. Seriously. We're talking about the best coach in Broncos history. When does that happen? I mean, what are they waiting for? Are they waiting for Mike to stop helping Kyle out in San Francisco? What? So then Peyton Manning can't go help out Eli? <laughs> right. We're talking about <laughs> NFC teams here. Yeah. I have no clue. But it's it, it kind of diminishes the entire thing, in my opinion. Mm, the legitimacy isn't there? Well, it just makes you wonder. Yeah. What? Who? Why do these guys get in? I don't know of any beef. I don't think there's any beef between Ed McCaffrey and the Broncos. There was certainly hard feelings with Al Wilson and the Broncos. Now, over this past year, they've really made amends. Uh, He's come to practice a few times. He announced the Broncos draft pick this past draft. So they're definitely making amends. And I would think that that would help him get into the ring of fame. Mike Shanahan, we obviously clearly know there's been just a lot of different things some good some bad a lot of drama with him i think is probably the best way to put it you wish that that wouldn't keep someone out it should be based on merit so again if mike shanahan can't get in then no way i keep believes getting in yeah but let's let's fix this thing there's an issue here it's kind of like how the rockies uh haven't retired the number of larry walker like you want him to get into the hall of fame everyone wants him to get in the hall of fame but how about we take some steps to help that happen i'm a little worried about peyton next year just he because he should be a, a first ballot ring of famer and i'm just a little worried that they may say uh he only had the four years he was more of a cult so let's ding him a little bit and that would be blasphemy think about who influences the decisions around here heavily and the connections they have with peyton manning and i'm not just talking about one person mm-hmm. i'm talking about groups of people right peyton manning will be in he should be right away he it won't be, be. A de- it won't be a debate ease my concerns there don't be concerns. <laughs> okay <laughs> from burrito chad zach i swear to you i'm not messing you i learned the hiccup trick from an old southern gentleman and southern gentlemen don't lie Okay, I'll trust it. I'll, I'll trust, trust it. it. On to an important question. I live in Knoxville. I already forgot what the trick was. Uh, paper towel over a cup of water. Drink it through that. <laughs> All right. What if, can you use like, um, like what's that stuff called? Cheesecloth? Ooh. Or does it have to be paper towel? I'm afraid I'm going to swallow paper. <laughs> you got to get the thick stuff i don't get the thick stuff uh, i know <laughs> I'm, I'm on a budget over here when it comes to paper towels you're just ripping through paper towels that's a weird thing you learn uh when you become an adult yep like 
you the first time you go to the store you're like all right, i'm buy the cheapest uh paper towels <laughs> the cheapest toilet paper and whatever else then you get home and you're like what is this crap yeah you're like it's not gonna matter when you're at the store i'm not gonna spend double on this and then you're like ah that's why my parents always have the good <laughs> stuff <Yeah. laughs> because you like put the paper towel down on like a stain that's like the size of a quarter and the whole thing is like soaked the paper towel evaporates yeah so that is a that is one thing i have learned <laughs> All right, he says, on to an important question. I live in Knoxville, Tennessee, so obviously Peyton is God here. In regards to his time with the Broncos, I hold an admittedly pessimistic perspective. Wow, that is a Mm. mouthful. To me, Peyton Manning is the quarterback that lost the Broncos one Super Bowl and nearly cost them another. His record-breaking offense folded under the Seattle defense, and he was scarcely available in 2015. Okay, let me go off that reasoning then. and I'm just going off of this reasoning. How many Super Bowls did John Elway lose with the Broncos? More than he won. Yep. So. Was it three? Yep. Yep. He went two and three. So he has a losing record. Peyton at least has a 500 record. Now, what you have also have to look at is John carried those three teams to the Super Bowl. Now, he had a lot of help with him in the two that they won. But he did so much to get him there. I don't think losing a Super Bowl in any way should be held against a player uh, the first super bowl they're not they got there because of peyton manning as well yeah, he carried them. absolutely it's just like lebron james you can't knock lebron james for getting to the finals and losing to the warriors right uh people want to but i i personally wouldn't and really quick when i say that about you can't blame a player for losing you can't blame the quarterback who carries your team there for for that's an accomplishment yeah exactly um, it's a weird thing we do with championships where like you, you can drag a team there and everyone's like, wow, it's amazing. And then if you lose, they're like, oh, that, that hurts the legacy. <laughs> yeah. That hurts the legacy. Couldn't yeah. get it done in the biggest moments. Yeah. Peyton did not cost them that Super Bowl against the Seahawks. Um, first of all, there was a lot of things. I put a lot of things on the coaching staff. Um, now Peyton didn't have a great game. Um, you know, his, his offense was shook, I think from the start. But they didn't plan. They they moved the hotel the night before. Oh, like, what the hell are you doing? So weird. Um, they didn't boat. like Von Miller and Chris Harris Jr. and Derek Wolf weren't even invited to be there until the families were, which was like the day before the game. Um, because of all of that, from what I've heard, John Fox was this close to being fired after making it to the Super Bowl, but just because of how poorly it was handled. They handled everything wrong. They didn't expect any. They didn't expect the crowd noise. Like, they realized that the team with one of the most raucous fan bases was going to the Super Bowl for the first time in a ever? Long time? I don't long know. Long time. Um, and they didn't plan for crowd noise. They didn't expect it. Like, that's not on Peyton Manning. Now, Peyton Manning's the type of guy who might actually bring that up. Yeah. But if it was Trevor Simeon, right? no one's expecting Trevor Simeon to think of that. It's on the coaching staff. Right. They're the ones who plan the practices. They're the ones who put this stuff together. So, again, Peyton didn't have a great day. But it wasn't his fault they didn't win the Super Bowl. It reminded me of yesterday's practice. There was a, a bad snap. I think it was – was it to Brett Rippon? Yeah. And you said 2-0. And it took me forever to pick – I mean, you had to tell me what you were talking about. But you said Manny Ramirez, Super Bowl 50 – or Super Bowl 48. <laughs> that one on Peyton? No. Okay. Uh, anyways, also, they don't win the super. They don't get to that Super Bowl without him. They don't win the other Super Bowl without him. Period. End of story. Yep. Exactly. And anyone who wants to tell me that Brock Osweiler no. was going to go win them that Super Bowl, nope. 
save it. <laughs> yeah. Remember what Brock Osweiler did in Houston, and then when he came back here. Exactly. All right. He says, in your opinion, is this a reasonable response? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> or is this reaction totally oblivious to the value he had as a quarterback, a leader, and a veteran to the team during his Broncos tenure? Well, how about we take a look at them since? Mm. And who they were talking about just this offseason, still talking about Peyton. But Brad, I li- I, Burrito Chad, I like the different perspective. I really do. Next one coming in from Dropswitch. She says, hey, guys, I'm glad you think of me when movements happen, although I did not ask the hiccup question. I do the same as Z-Man. I'm so excited for fantasy football to start. Shout out to Nacho Brad for getting things set up. Anywho, what is the best fruit in your opinion? Um, <laughs> to me... It is kiwi. I have a bad recent memory with kiwi. Oh no! What happened? My girlfriend made this great acai bowl, and it was fantastic. I she put it's all the acai, an acai bowl. Okay, <laughs> I've pronounced it probably seventeen different ways, and she put all the fixings on it, and they're kind of all mixed together. And there was one thing that really was disgusting, and I think we came to the conclusion that it was a rotten kiwi. But that's, that's a lot of work to put into that acai bowl <laughs> for it all you, to be ruined. You can't keep a good kiwi. It's hard to beat. Um, a, you're about to say you can't keep a good kiwi down. <laughs> a good peach is also pretty difficult to go go wrong with. I prefer a nectarine. No way. To a peach. No yeah. way. Th- those are all of those other offsprings of peaches are just kind of the little brother. I like. Uh, all right. Here's how I'll de- how I'll defend it. I like peach cobbler. All the things like wh- that you use peach in, fantastic. But if you're just telling me eat a peach with your hand or eat a nectarine with your hand, I'm taking the nectarine. You're crazy. You you are absolutely in the minority. Probably, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying it's a popular opinion. It's just my, my take. Even uh, being a Colorado guy, huh? Not those Colorado peaches? Not those Palisade, Palisade peaches? Palisade peaches are great. I just, <laughs> I'm not, why would, if I can have it without the fuzz on it. Why would I have it with the fuzz on it? It's an it's an additional it's like a bonus that you get. I feel like that that take can be applied to other things too. <laughs> what do you think of pies? Like not key lime pies, but fruit pies. The best pie ever, unequivocally, is strawberry rhubarb pie. Wow. And that brings me to my second favorite fruit, which is strawberries. Mm. Wow. For those to be just any type of for for those fruit pies to be worth it, it's got to have a 2 to 1 ice cream to pie ratio. You're talking like apple pie. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's got to be sandwiched in between ice cream. Mm-hmm. Not for me to eat it. I'll eat an apple pie just straight up, but for it to be like great. No, no. You're <laughs> eating the wrong pies. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna be like the person who says like if you put a one on your steak you're not having a good steak, which personally I disagree with, uh, because I'm just I'm a sauce you're Mr. addict. You're sauce man. I'm a sauce addict. Ice cream is the sauce. No, the sauce the is inside the pie. <laughs> it's already pie sauce. <laughs> strawberry rhubarb, a great strawberry rhubarb, so much flavor, needs no ice cream. Ice it, cream is a nice addition though. Isn't rhubarb? Can't it be poisonous if you like take the wrong part of the rhubarb? Danger is my middle name. <laughs> I didn't know I that, love it. <laughs> I could be making that up, but I, I think that's true. All right. Well, we'll take your word for it. 
might have a lawsuit on our hands <laughs> if we get the wrong rhubarb pie. All right. Let me see where oh, we That at. was drop switch. So now we're at NBOT. It says, sorry about the random baby car seat story yesterday. I was... I was cold class snacking and feeling nostalgic and old. Cold, cl- are we talking about white claws? Yeah, cold I snack, think so. cold claws. I think so. Cold claws. It sounds like <laughs> a, a way to eat lobster. Oh, it does. It do- it also sounds like living a little dangerously. It does he says Ryan? What in the flying muck? You listened to ten podcasts on your time off, but you didn't listen to Zach and Simone's from Monday. How can we all stay on point if we miss a day? Kidding aside, I've been waiting to ask what other podcasts you both listen to. Any podcasts that were instrumental in developing your style? First of all, I don't want to listen to that garbage. Second of all, Whoa. no, I'm you know right what? Here. Last time I listened to a BSN Broncos podcast when I wasn't here, you guys were taking shots at me. So <laughs> I instantly decided I'm never listening to another one that I'm not on. When was that? A long time ago. I never take a shot at you. (laughs) No, I remember it. Something about... It was Andre mostly. Yeah. Talking about how I had bad takes or something. Let's just take shots at Andre now. Seriously. What a... (laughs) This guy. Uh, Anyways, I slept through all the podcasts I listened to anyway. So it it wasn't... I just put them on to like soothe me to sleep. All right. What other podcasts we listen to? Any podcasts that were instrumental in developing your style? I'll start there. Not a podcast. But when I was learning in this industry, there was a daily radio show. The only national show I really ever listened to. Well, actually two. One, SVP and Rosillo used to do a, a midday radio show on ESPN Radio that I loved. And they always said, this is a podcast for our friends that just happens to be listened to by other people. And that's how I like to approach this. Mm. Um, the other one in terms of radio shows was the Dan Patrick show, but I don't really think we take much influence from that. It's just one that I've always really loved. What I take the influence from is they just have a good time. And I don't think if, if my girlfriend was riding in the car with me now, I wouldn't do it every time, but if for a 15 minute car ride, I think she would be entertained by it. Now, would she be tuning in? Of of course not because she doesn't like sports, but I love the entertainment and the fun they have. I completely agree. And they don't, they're not afraid to go off script. Yeah, right. They'll talk. They'll go a whole show like talking about movies, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yep. Uh, and I appreciate that. All right. As for podcasts, I listened to my my indoctrination to podcasting was the Jay and Dan podcast, which, if you don't know, they are the Sports Center hosts in Canada. And I don't really. A friend showed it to me, and it's it's another podcast that really isn't too worried about what they're talking about, as long as it's entertaining. Uh, it's hilarious. It is loosely based on sports, but it's really loose when it comes to that. Like, the only thing that sports about it is that they work in sports. Um, So that one I love. Then the podcast that got me addicted to podcasts was Reply All, which is a Gimlet podcast. If you haven't listened to a Gimlet podcast, they're incredible. I mean, totally different than what we do here in terms of we're doing sports talk where we sit and talk sports. They are creating... I guess if if this, I don't know how to really explain it in the metaphor I was thinking for, but everything they do is highly produced. This we, we make daily. You could not do what they do daily. Theirs comes out once a week, maybe two weeks, maybe three weeks. It depends on how long it takes them to create what they're creating. Always super high quality. A couple other ones I listen to, um, the Bodega Boys podcast, which is hilarious. 
and all the other BSN podcasts. This will just bore everyone, but I'm into audiobooks. I love audiobooks. Really into political thrillers. So that's why I'll stop there, or else I'll put all of you to sleep. But political thrillers are actually very, very entertaining. I don't, I don't like books. I don't either. I don't like reading, except BSN Denver articles. Yeah, like an article is about the end of my attention span. And I guess, I don't know, I mean, I'll listen to an hour-long podcast. So I guess I could probably do audiobooks. I don't know, there's something that feels sterile about it to me. And that's why I like podcasts because podcasts I feel like has have a lot of personality. And that's what the political thrillers are. They they they're they're inter- you're watching a movie. You're listening to a movie is what it is. Fair enough. So you don't have any other podcasts though. <sighs> Not that I listen to religiously. We really got to convert you. <laughs> is your car um is it enabled to play podcasts? Yeah. You have no excuse. <laughs> like, I got to plug my stuff in with, like, an adapter on, like, a cassette tape <laughs> right, that's in my tape player. Like, I have an excuse to be lazy and just turn on the radio. <laughs> yep. You have no excuse. <laughs> just, you should have it set up. I know this because my girlfriend has it. What When she gets in the car, it automatically connects to her Bluetooth and just starts playing the podcast she was last <laughs> listening to. It's incredible. Yeah, that is incredible. I'm almost at the end of my two series that I've found. So maybe that's when I jumped to podcasts. I think you would like the murder mystery ones. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's the same thing. It's a it's a movie in your mind. Yeah, yeah. All right, from KC Spy. She said, what's good, BSN fam? It's been a hot minute, so I commented, so let's get to it. First off, all this Jersey talk has me, has me itching to buy my first. A while back, I asked if Lindsay was a lock. Uh, for or Lindsay or Locke was a good choice. However, since then I feel like I missed the Lindsay boat and it's almost too popular now and I'd be jumping the gun by getting a Locke jersey. Thinking about maybe getting a Cortland Sutton jersey. Thoughts? This also may be jumping the gun a bit, but I really expect him to make some serious progress this year and his name is just fun to say. Sutton. Sutton. <laughs> Man. I feel like... If this is your first one, I would wait on, I feel like on it, Cortland. It may be a little Sutton. Oh, there we go. <laughs> it's fun to say in that way, too. Yeah. Pump the brakes just a little. Wait until after this year. You're better off going Lindsay, although it is pretty mainstream now. Um, but that's the only like young offensive player I would encourage. So what's the jersey that you buy on this team right now? You don't go Chris. Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, you go, Lindsay. Vaughn is too popular if KC Spy is looking for the right fit. Chubb? We've gone. Ch- we've said Chubb a couple times. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Four more years on the team for sure. Yeah, he's getting a second contract. Yeah, that's, that's the move. But we're not very excited about it. <laughs> Jerseys are hard, man. <laughs> they are. Like, you kind of just got to get a feeling and just pull the trigger. And... Maybe Sutton is that guy for you, but it's kind of how I feel about like a tattoo. <laughs> I always think I want one, but then I can never settle on what I want. Right, right. And so like people who have tattoos, like you, I always say like you get one and then you stop thinking so much about it. Right. But like, I'm always like, that's the one. Mm-hmm. And then before I even get down the road, I'm like, oh, but what about this? That's kind of how I feel about jerseys. 
all the jerseys I get recently have been gifts because the person just heard me say it when I was talking, when I was in that zone, right? you know, and so then they just bought it and right. I'm like, glad I have it, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. I have a Miko Rantanen jersey mm. sweater and I'm so happy I have it. Right. But I probably would have beat around the bush before actually buying it. Right. All right. Now on for some food talk from KC Spy. Why are you guys afraid to pronounce P-H-O? <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of P-H-O as it always tastes a little bland to me. <laughs> It's not that I'm afraid. I know it's pronounced the way that it's pronounced, <laughs> but I don't like the way it feels coming out of my mouth. It feels bad. You can't go wrong with P-H-O. You can't. You can't. You can just, it's easy. Three letters. Yep. But if you say it the way it's supposed to be pronounced, you sound like a bag. <laughs> and if you say it the wrong way, it's like you're being an uncultured swine mm, so, so you can't go right you can't you can't win here so you just don't eat it <laughs> you never talk about it and you get ramen instead <laughs> he says as for ramen my home method is to throw out the flavor packet first fry up some mushrooms garlic and veggies and sesame oil make the noodles and chicken broth with plenty of soy sauce rice vinegar and most importantly sriracha soft boil an egg six or so minutes and combine everything for a great ramen bowl at home you know what I haven't been able to find? What? Is the the noodles that they use in ramen bowls at ramen restaurants. Right. Because they're totally different yeah. than the top ramen ones and significantly better. Cents. Yeah. I, th I feel like you have to go to like an Asian market or something. Uh, yep, probably. All right. He says, all right, listen up. To cure hiccups, hold your breath and swallow seven times. Has always worked for me. That's tough. It seems, it seems uh, counterintuitive. Right. I guess you're just keeping it down. I don't know. When the hiccup tries, you're just killing it with a swallow. It's, I'd pers Personally, I'd rather go with the paper towel method. Where are you? It depends. If you're like with a room full of people, you may try the swallowing. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're here where the paper towels are made out of like plastic. <laughs> uh, yeah. Or what, are, what, would, what would you say those are made out of? Oh, yeah. Those are... They have no absorbing power. Zero. So you really have to suck it through there. Uh, lastly, he says, I think I'll finally get to go to my first Broncos game this year. I'll be flying to my parents' home in Colorado Springs for Christmas, and I think I'm going to make it to the Lions game while I'm in town. Keep up the great work. That's awesome. The first Broncos game for KC Spy. All right, let's take a break here, and when we come back, we will finish up the rest of your questions. Thanks for tuning in to the BSN Broncos podcast on the BSN Denver Podcast Network. Green Mountain Dental has a long-standing tradition of being one of Lakewood's best family dental care offices. Um, I have been a patient since I was three, which is in 1974. You know, my parents, myself, and now my children all go there. It's just a great place to be, very positive experience with them, definitely. New patients can receive free teeth whitening trays when they schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam. Also, all colored sport mouth guards start at just $25. The doctors will come out and visit with you, um, ask you how your family is doing. You know, just very friendly and family oriented. It's just very comfortable to, to be there. That's GreenMountainDentalGroup.com. All right, we got to pick it up, Zach. We're running low on time here as we get ready for practice today. 
Um, and I'm sure the people will understand when they read the thousands of words we put out <laughs> on the practice later. But let's get into the questions. And the next one here comes in from Bronco Biker 5280. It says, hey, boys, glad I could introduce Zach to the concept of cosplay. <laughs> My favorite Broncos related version would be the guy who dresses up as an orange and blue Darth Vader. I became a Broncos fan by watching the 86 AFC Championship. The drive sealed it for me. Been a diehard ever since. That's three today. Wow. As someone who has spent a lot of time at various elevations, I can say with certainty the real advantage of altitude is intoxicants. At a high altitude, your drug of choice will hit you harder and faster. (laughs) Rocky Mountain High indeed. (laughs) This also allows you, when closer to sea sea level, to imbibe astonishing amounts of whatever. One can utilize this to appear to have nearly superhuman abilities, which can then be used to attract the ladies or dudes. Great episode as usual. I'd like to leave you with a slightly disturbing thought. Rodeo clown groupies. Why did you do that, Broncos Biker 5280? (laughs) I don't know. Um, We talked about running at sea level. What about drinking at sea level? I notice it sometimes. I notice it a lot, especially when drinking beer. Mm. It's like almost impossible for me to get drunk <laughs> off of beer and especially and if you're drinking four two four two cores none of that but i uh yeah like i gotta drink like 12 and by that point you're like so full that you can't even keep drinking and you're just in the bathroom the whole time you just yeah exactly so you just gotta go hard when you go down there <laughs> and you probably will be able to go hard if you know what i mean yeah the g and t's have seemed to uh do the trick yeah, plenty of GMTs at sea level, <laughs> below sea level, actually, yeah. on Bourbon Street. Um, otherwise, I go tequila. Tequila, soda, margaritas, whatever it is. Can't go wrong with tequila. Next one from Micah Pexy says, Just read that the Broncos used nine of their ten allotted OTA practices this offseason. With a new coaching staff and so much to learn, why wouldn't they use all ten? The CBA limits so much these days, so it surprises me that they don't use every possible opportunity to coach and teach. I'm also surprised Micah didn't put in here old school coach. Why wouldn't he run into the ground? Ryan, do you have any explanation? What what I will say, they had an extra kind of OTA before the draft that you get only when you have a new coach. So in a way, they kind of eclipsed that. Yeah, to me, it's just um, endearing yourself to the players. You, you, there are just little unwritten rules of things that you want to do so the players are like you. I think that's the best explanation I can have for it. That or, let's say, canceling the very last day of the off-season program also shows how comfortable the head coach is in their own shoes, right? They're not worried about John Elway saying, what are you doing getting rid of a practice? We didn't see that with Vance Joseph. He wanted to get the most out of everyone. If Vic does this, it's a confidence boost. Absolutely. Next one's from Darksaber. says, hey, guys, a BSN fam. This is my first time commenter, though I've been a longtime listener to the podcast and have been a subscriber since the Black Friday sale. Well, welcome. I definitely wanted to comment before now, but just haven't gotten around to it. I wanted to say that this is an amazing community, and to RK and Zach, you guys put together an amazing podcast and are very talented writers. Man. No questions or anything yet, but I'm sure to have some for fu- some questions for future episodes. Keep kicking butt, and I'm excited to hear more about how Minicamp is going. Man, we are so happy to have you commenting, and you've been on board, but that means so much. Thank you for that. Absolutely. We appreciate that, and I love that he mentioned writing because that is our first uh, our first love per se. Uh, and we love when you guys comment on those articles too. So make sure that, you know, you're, you're reading, do your homework and, uh, and tell us what you think. You can agree with us, disagree with us, like it, not like it, whatever. And how about this? A community that dark Saber's talking about two people 
Bronco Biker 5280 and Bad One both welcomed him into the family. Awesome. You want, you, you want this one or is it me? You want to you wanna alternate? Let's we got do it. a lot here. All right. It's from EpiPen Ernie, <laughs> formerly Sutton14, Thomas87. Mm. He says, thanks for the advice on what to do, do in Denver for that week in May. Sorry I couldn't swing by BSN. My time ended up being packaged with bachelor party shenanigans. I don't blame you at all. This is the first real amount of time I've spent in Denver, so here are some things I noticed as an outsider. One, the airport is comically far away from Denver. Didn't really notice it last time I was a kid. I think it's great. You don't have to listen to planes all day. Oh, I'd love if the airport was just right in the middle of downtown. No. I love those cities. No, 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 no. There's, <laughs> you got to listen to planes all the time. I love that. I love airports. I love planes. I don't mind airports or traveling. <laughs> I don't want to listen to planes. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Like, so I was in D.C., and we were on the river, and it was really cool. Planes were flying, like, right over us and landing, and that's awesome for, like, two or three times. Then, then like, <laughs> we were having a conversation in this loud plane, or, like, when we're interviewing players out here and a plane flies over because there's an airport yeah. right near here for, like, private jets, it's so annoying. So I don't mind it at all. It's 30 minutes. 30 minutes. It gives a very false sense to travelers they, they land here and they're like oh, i thought denver was kind of a big city i hope they get right back on the plane and go <laughs> there you go <laughs> he says two if you're traveling for any length of time rent a car the city is really large in area three denver is the flattest city i've ever been to interesting what i've never thought of denver necessarily i mean it's every not san city Fran is flat it's not san francisco uh, i mean not every city but like every big city i've been to Save San Francisco. Yeah. It's flat. Yeah. New Manhattan's York. Flat. It's flat as Completely can be. flat. It's <laughs> on the water. Like, there's no, uh, Chicago, flat. Where are you from, EpiPen Ernie? Let us know. I'm confused. He says, they aren't kidding about the water. Literally every bar or brewery I went to had a water station. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. It's why people come here. To taste <laughs> the water. It's that good. He says, five. I'm taking over. <laughs> Denver has to have the highest hair dye per capita anywhere in the world. I've never noticed that either. I'll have to open my eyes more. I did see someone yesterday walking with green dreads. Bright green dreads. That would be something. Um, six, cold snacks isn't just something Ryan says. There's at least one beer called a cold snack. <laughs> but that's yeah. not a Colorado beer, is it? No, it's Montucky cold right. snacks. Yep. <laughs> and I, I never claimed it was something I just said. We were talking about Montucky cold snacks and i was like that is just a great name everything should be called a cold snack <laughs> yeah develop yep eight nowhere is really packed every bar or spot had plenty of people but it was easy enough to find seating the sprawl is to your advantage here that sounds like a perfect scenario yeah denver is a drinking city uh as i've come to learn especially going to other cities and there are a lot of places to drink yes and everyone wants to go to one but there's an unlimited amount of places where you can get drunk in Denver. And so <laughs> yeah. you do get a nice spread. They, seriously, nine. You can't really see the mountains from the city, but just a quick ride outside of the city treats you to spectacular views. Went rafting in Buena Vista and the drive was a treat. What do you mean you can't see the mountains? <laughs> what, was it foggy? <laughs> because Maybe he was looking east. We are far east of the city right now. And I can walk outside and get a clear view of the mountains. <laughs> yeah, you should... Unless there's a building in your way, you should be able to see the mountains. Unless you're hoping to like count the amount of branches on a tree or something. Like, <laughs> you could, I mean, there is, you can see the mountains from anywhere on the front range. Yep. 
Yep. <laughs> Ten, beer's cheap. It's even cheaper in Fort Collins. They have to figure out ways to get people up there. <laughs> they have 25-cent beers on at some places on Sundays. Wow. We need to go there on a Sunday. He says, 11, Buckhorn Exchange is super cool. Check it out if you haven't. The wild game drinks and atmosphere were fantastic, and Rocky Mountain oysters were an experience. Have you been there? No. I haven't either. I think it's kind of touristy, but yeah. it sounds cool. Yeah. They yeah. have like every meat possible. You can eat rattlesnake if you want. Wow. Um, or you know, elk, which is, isn't too uncommon here in Colorado, but, uh, I've heard really cool things about it. I've heard it looks really cool. Um, but yeah. Have you had Rocky Mountain oysters? I have not. Oh my God. They're not like around. Dark horse and like dark horse and boulder. You can just order them as an appetizer. Wow. Come with a nice sauce. They come with uh, a horseradish sauce. Mm, Of course a horse. Do you like horseradish? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I usually dip a few in there, but then I just dip the other ones in buffalo sauce. Mm. And that's always good. It's about the sauce, right? Everything's about the sauce. (laughs) Thanks for the advice on things to do. Unfortunately, I couldn't go to Red Rocks to see Spongle. Spongle. Yeah. (laughs) Most of us had already seen them in New York, and tickets were a few hundred dollars too much. Yeah. Spongle. Spongle really pops (laughs) off. Uh, Anyways, here's my mandatory mini question. How is Elijah Holder looking? Is he practicing with the second or third team? Do you have any stories or scoops on him? His athletic testing and production metrics chart him as panning out as a long-term starter. It's funny. I thought about him this morning because I haven't noticed him. I haven't talked about him. And he – so, no, I haven't noticed anything about him. Yeah. No. (laughs) Uh, Nothing yet. Nothing yet. And that's not a surprise that, you know, an undrafted guy isn't getting first and, con- and second consecutive team reps and, and really being able to shine. A fun, a fun little fact here to, to throw you some sort of bone. The DBs have a thing going where if you drop an interception, it is a $100 fine. I'm not sure what the money is going to, but uh, there was at least three yesterday, and the DBs on the sidelines were going crazy. And then there was a lot of debate over whether it was a drop, not a drop, et cetera, et cetera. I think the money goes to charity. Also, I heard one um, corner tell Justin Simmons they've seen – actually, one secondary member tell Justin Simmons they've seen him do a 360 windmill dunk. Wow. I mean, he's athletic as can be. Because they were trying to say he had a dropped interception, even though it was like over his head. <laughs> and he was like, I couldn't get there. And he was like, I've seen you do a 360 windmill dunk. I know oh, you have the ups to get there. Oh, my gosh. And did he refute it? I don't think anyone would refute that. Whew. Next one coming in from Make the Broncos Great Again. He says, hey, guys, wow. So far, I'm super impressed by how Fangio has come in and run the offseason programs. One would expect a rookie head coach to have some some – foibles foibles or for things to seem a little chaotic at times not the case here at all with the godfather everything seems to be running so well and he is so organized i love the level of intensity he is getting out of the players and the steep learning curve he's putting them through and this is just through otas when asked yesterday about giving players compliments he said i don't say a whole bunch out there because during the game we're on the sidelines and you can't talk to players other than between series. So I like to see them play without people in their ear telling them what to do. Wow. This guy has thought of everything. Guys, all these little things are going to add up. This is breaking coaching down to the most micro level. This is attention to detail that we may have never seen from a Denver coach before. This is make this is making sure no stone is left unturned. This, my friends, is no death by inches 
I have to admit I'm with him. I was blown away when he said that yesterday. Yeah. It, and, and not that it's that impressive of a thing to think of, but just the fact that, like, make the Broncos great again said, said here, he's thought of everything. He wants to simulate their playing when they're out there on the field, and I love that. I love it. He's got the jerseys on lock. He's got not wanting to talk to them too much when they're when they're scrimmaging. It's just like every single thing that you can think of, he's thought of it. And that's it really is death by inches. It's the opposite of death by inches. All right, next one here comes in from Elroy Jetson. He says a few things. One, my BSN fandom was a random and started with a chance listening to an episode trying to find another podcast I couldn't find when I switched podcast apps. You've been saved. <laughs> <laughs> Two, my hiccup cure is to simply meditate and focus on the hiccups and slowing my breathing. It works for me every time, but not so much with my wife, so good luck with it. <laughs> I have to say, um, I, I've never thought of it as meditation, but that's my cure for cramps of any kind. I like close my eyes and just breathe, and I always tell anyone who's dealing with it to imagine the air having like curing capabilities wow. going through your body to wherever the cramp is and saving the cramp. Wow. And it works for me every time. That sounds deep. It is pretty deep. Three, Zach, please, dear God, come up with a more sane name for a child. <laughs> what was it again? Steve Steven Stevens. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> I dated a woman at one point who wanted me to name a daughter Karaoke. <laughs> First name Carrie, second name Yoki. Names can be hell for kids, and they will be more hate-filled with a laughable name. That's, that got serious. Yeah, I guess I guess that's shot down. I just recently got diagnosed with a cartilage blister confirmed on an MRI. I had never heard of this. I'm curious if you guys have ever heard of this, if anyone has ever been announced as having one as an injury. I'm back to work and good now, but it was painful with similar symptoms to a torn meniscus. Wow. No, I'm sorry about that. And I have not heard of anyone being diagnosed with that. Me either. Five, had a question in my head, but Dan Burke beat me to it. LOL. Orange love to all. Trying to see what Dan Burke's good question was. We already, we already went over it. I know. Do you remember it off the top of your head? No, I don't care. Exactly. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I was trying to recap. All right. Next one coming in. Oh, I totally lost my place. From Bad188. He says, my dudes. Long time, no comment, but I'm back at it. Great work through the offseason thus far. Man, I love the BSN brand. I wanted to chime in on two topics we've all been sharing. How I became a Broncos fan in my first jersey. In the year 2000, my family immigrated to the USA from Jordan to Breckenridge, Colorado. My dad came out wow. to Breck a year early and got us settled in. When I arrived as a 12-year-old, I asked him if people in America like soccer. And his answer was, no, not really, but I found us a new sport that you will love. <laughs> the rest is history. For the last 19 years, I've been a diehard Broncos fan. And in the early 2000s, and the players in the early 2000s hold a dear spot in my heart. This is why I'm so jacked to cheer champ into the Hall of Fame. That's an awesome bad one. He continues, my first jersey was an Orange Crush alternative Jake Plummer. I got it during his killer 20, 2005 season on a discount rack, and I freaking love it. I still bust it out once a year on Sundays, and I have a blue one now, too. I also have a few champs, a custom 88 with bad one on the back, and also because 88 is my birth year, it was a gift from the wife. Also, a Manning jersey that was a gift from the wife. She's the real MVP. And a Von Miller Super Bowl 50 that was signed for me before – in the uh before they played the redskins so as you imagine i do not wear that von jersey anymore so i need to get a new one with a current player on it i'm thinking of waiting till Locke takes over the starter and getting his but i really enjoy getting defensive jerseys so what should be my next purchase i'm thinking of chubb or chris chubb yep 
Zach, finally, he says, thank you for the recap article yesterday. I'm looking forward to the next one. Can you tell us more about what you saw from Demarcus Walker when he was in with the second team? Sounded like he popped out to you. He did, yeah. He, I mean, he got through the middle of the, the offensive line, the interior offensive line a few times, just like Ryan said earlier. Moving on here because we are short on time. From Philip McGroin. Dang it. <laughs> you did it. You fell. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, BSN boys. How has the offensive line looked? I haven't heard much of Sam Jones. was hoping he would take a major step forward. Has Bowles been tackling Bradley Chubb? The way the Broncos line seems to work, seems to stink every year, makes me think I'm living in the movie Groundhog's Day. Hoping to see a lot less holding penalties this year. Fingers crossed. We did notice Sam Jones yesterday. He uh, was off, or he had a false start. Okay. P.S. Glad to have Ryan back on the pod, but it was definitely still passable with Zach and Andre. Uh, 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 Not quite as it? bad as the Colts without Peyton. <laughs> wow. All right, standards, right? Passable. <laughs> Finally, from Warmack 14 Hey, guys, could you see them giving out 88 in the near future? Also, what are your thoughts on young players taking significant franchise numbers? With Phil, it was a little different since TD had been gone for quite some time. But what about a young receiver taking 88? Arrogant? Risky? Perfectly fine? Your thoughts? Maybe it should have had a year to breathe. Nah. Hmm. Okay. I'm okay with that. Only if it's going to be retired should it not be taken right away. So Champ? Champ, yeah. Should have given 24 away long ago. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay with that. All right. He says, finally, also the sports app that I use for all of my updates did a 2019 OL ranking and the Broncos were number 17. Does it seem about right? Would love to hear what Zach and the new dark and pessimistic RK have to say. Thanks to keep up the great work. <laughs> yeah, I think about average is where this team should be for the offensive line. If they're 17, they're going to be 8-8 eight and eight or better. Hmm. Well, that's pretty low standards. What do you, you mean? You don't need much from the offensive line. No, just don't suck. Yep. Final one coming in here from Hipster Bronco. He says, hey, guys, time for me to weigh in on jerseys. My favorite jersey purchase would be my Tebow jersey that, jersey that I bought last year. Let me explain. My buddy is a huge 49ers fan, and we went to the 49ers versus Broncos game at Levi Stadium last year. We had a bet going that the loser had to wear the other team's jersey to the game. A lucky trip to Goodwill, and $12 later, my friend is getting crap from both Broncos and 49ers fans. Worth every penny. It might have been a game I'd like to forget, but at least I'll always have that. I also bought a signed Jake Butt jersey before he, before the second ACL tear. I'm not giving up on old Butt yet. Julius Thomas had two injured ruined seasons before breaking out in 2013. I'll admit, I probably wouldn't have bought the jersey if his name wasn't Butt, and I had imbibed a few cold snacks. Like Ryan, I am too still trying to become an adult. <laughs> Great stories all around, and make sure you get your Jersey stories in this week because we're putting it to bed next week. <laughs> or maybe save them for next week when we don't have anything to talk about. That's right. a better one. Don't No more this week. Save them all for next week. <laughs> uh, but that is going to wrap it up for us today as we rush out to get to the beginning of practice. We appreciate you guys for tuning in, and we will talk to you tomorrow on the BSN Broncos podcast. It's getting me down.
Hey guys, it's Allie and Lindsay here, and we want to talk to you about our new favorite wine subscription. It is Winester. The best thing about Winester is that they work with small wineries. You know BSN loves supporting small local businesses, and Winester is just that, supporting real people making real wine. These guys will curate a hand-picked shipment for you from the best small wine producers in the U.S. So my favorite part about Winester is the fact that I don't really know much about wine, and when I go to a liquor store, I tend to gravitate towards the same wine I've always had instead of trying something new. But with Winester, they make the process so easy. That's exactly right, Allie. And from my perspective, you guys, I love wine and have tried so many different types of wine at different price points. And Winester is not only easy, but it is quite literally some of the best wine I've ever tasted, and it makes for an amazing gift. What's also ideal about Winester is that you can pick your shipments based on your schedule. That's right, Allie. So whether you're a casual drinker or you love hosting parties, you can get your shipment based on your lifestyle. So head to their website today, you guys. That's W-I-N-E-S-T-Y-R, Winester.com. We've got BSN25 promo code for you, and you can save $25 off your first order. 